Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Well, let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuynik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 sidebar intern uh, G2, as he likes to go by Gerald Wright from Shepherd University, as uh, we kind of get down to the home stretch of his internship, apparently. But uh, we got some stuff to talk about on the show today, guys. Uh, it's EPAC Boys Sectional Finals tonight. Uh, first on TV 10, we will have the Section 1 Championship as number one Spring Mills host number two Hedgesville. That game set for 7 p.m. We'll have the broadcast for you at 6.30 with the pregame coverage on Radio TV and WRNR TV on YouTube. And guys, it should be a good one tonight. Yeah, it should be. I mean, two teams that have been pretty close uh Record-wise, all season long between Spring Mills and Hedgesville, the Cardinals, though, were able to sweep the Eagles in the regular season. So it certainly looks like this is Spring Mills' section. I mean, they swept Martinsburg. They swept Hedgesville. But Hedgesville has proven to be a very competitive team uh, throughout the year. They swept Jefferson. So there is kind of this toss-up here among these three teams that we – expected to be in this position in Jefferson, Spring Mills, and Hedgesville, where it's hard to say for certain which of those three is the best, and there's only two spots in the state tournament. And then, oh yeah, there's Musselman right there too, who's been playing some great basketball, and recently has knocked off Hedgesville and Spring Mills. So really, of the four teams... Um, you can realistically see any of these teams ending up in Charleston. And that's led to, I think, a great time to watch high school basketball because uh, all the teams that are remaining are legitimate playoff teams and legitimate teams that you could see making this run. So it should be fun in particular for the game we have. I think it's a really good matchup. Uh, we get to see the EPAC Player of the Year, of course, and Caleb Thomas, who's been so fun to watch these past two seasons and has really taken a step up this year with his numbers, 10 points, 10 rebounds, four blocks. Uh, just, I mean, it's insane, everything he does. Four assists as well. Uh, you don't see those kind of numbers from a high school kid, um, along with two steals or close to two steals. So, uh, you know, he's on the Spring Mill side, and they have a lot of talent to go along with him and then you know Hedgesville has Kelly Church versus Luke Samples so there's a lot of storylines there of course Coach Samples coached under Coach Church uh, at Hedgesville so I think it's a really fun matchup on this side and and on the other side it's definitely intriguing to see what happens between Musselman and Jefferson even though Jefferson probably will win big uh, based on the regular season but you never know what happens comes postseason time yeah I'm excited for tonight's game and as you just said nick earlier uh 
Spring Mills won both games against Hedgesville. If Hedgesville wants to win the third time around, I, I think they really need to rely on their perimeter shooters because if you try to go in the paint and get those backdoor cuts and want to get your second chance opportunities it's going to be a lot tougher with the epac player of the year being the one guarding the paint inside for spring mills and caleb thomas i mean that's what he's done all season long and i think that's why both times spring mills has beaten hedgesville is hedgesville wants to get in the paint we see that when we see him against martinsburg they want to be able to go in for the layups the backdoor cuts and get those second chance opportunities we got to see a lot of it from Rue West where he was just tipping shots back in but if you can make your perimeter shots tonight I, I think that needs to be a point of emphasis and try to stay away from getting your shot blocked for, by Thomas because as you said four blocks per game and sometimes higher it, it is crazy what he can do and then for Spring Mills you're, it's your house defend it and so far they've done a good job they're nine at one at home this season of defending home court um and also i think you do make a good point there colin you know can hedgesville shoot the ball well from the outside because like you said i mean thomas is so tough inside um it can make it difficult but um you know at times hedgesville's been really good from outside and at times they've struggled so how do, do they bring their best team tonight is going to be another thing i think that's always a key for the eagles they have a lot of talent but do they play their best basketball and uh you know whoever loses this game probably will have to face jefferson which is obviously a tough matchup even if you're looking at it from a hedgesville perspective you uh beat jefferson but like i said earlier too i mean musman's got the confidence that he, they can knock you off because they've done that recently so i think it should be some good games here in the next few weeks i think a big key tonight uh for hedgesville is if they're able to get the, the press going yes and you know that's kind of been the thing that uh that they do late in the ball games that kind of keeps it closer uh but you know they've never if they start the game with the press i think they have a better chance to win tonight yeah i mean spring mills has struggled against the press a little bit when we've seen them play jefferson but obviously jefferson's press is a little bit different and uh they tend to give a lot of teams issues. Hedgesville uh, usually succeeds best when they're kind of playing at a slower pace, but we'll see. Uh, if they can get some steals, you know, really their defense, I think, overall is what their strength is as a team, uh, and that's something you can bring on every single night. Even if you don't have your shooting, you can always bring your defensive intensity. So if Hedgesville can play just tough defense overall, I think that will be – really helpful in this one but i believe both games were kind of low scoring if i'm remembering correctly so we'll see how it plays out (laughs) dylan just sent us a tweet uh shout out dylan bishop he'll uh you'll hear him during halftime and post game tonight uh finds a way to do everything tyson bajan's dad finds a way to do everything travis bajan we know him quite well on the program and throughout tv 10 uh he just breaking what we're talking about here. He was at the podium. He stood up there and answered a couple questions. At the combine. Today. At the combine. We'll talk about that more we'll later. Talk about still. That's hilarious. We'll just got to this. hear that during the yeah. break, what he was saying. Um, but I think that it all comes down to how Hedgesville can can put the press into play and if Spring Mills is able to, yeah, to get I past agree that. that. I think that's a big key more. tonight. But I think Nick made a great counterpoint 
Hedgesville likes to slow the game down, and if you press the entire game, that's the exact opposite of what you like to do. Because Nick, the I press think provides the really. Sorry. intensity and fast-paced play, which can Hedgesville do that all four quarters is something we haven't seen. We don't know. I, I think they could if they wanted to. I know Coach Church preaches conditioning. We've seen him doing it throughout practices when we've been in the gym, and they have the depth to do so. We just haven't seen them do it, which do, do you truly want to stray from that game plan that you've done throughout the year, but you might have to if you want to try finally beat Spring Mills. Spring Mills won the last game 65-51, to won the first game 46-40. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at it from a Hedgesville perspective, the Eagles have struggled offensively against the Cardinals in both games. I mean, you don't get above 55 points. It's going to be tough to win, usually, in high school boys basketball. So this is a team that's certainly capable of scoring at that rate, but just haven't really done that. Maybe the press or changing your style to a more aggressive style works better against a team like Spring Mills than what we've seen. Because Spring Mills kind of slows it down, too. I mean, yeah. usually that's when they're at their best. So maybe you try to up the tempo of your Hedgesville and can – find a way to get the win tonight but i think overall it's, it's a good matchup uh teams with a lot of similar pieces that i think match up really well i think rest and thomas could probably be a good you know kind of post matchup there um we've got a comment the guards are talented as well on both sides so i think it should be fun we got a comment from david wood spring mills has no and then these next four words in all caps real true point guard they have Caleb Thomas, and he's played like yeah. a really good point guard. Yeah, so. he's the player of the, of the year in the conference. He I may think. not be your typical point yeah, guard. He's not, he, but, yeah. I mean, if he ends up playing at the next level, that's probably the position he would play I was about at to say, five. he's not a typical point guard for around here. Yeah. You're yeah. used to the smaller guys. You're not used to a six-foot, five, six-foot-four guy like Caleb Thomas being the point guard, but that's what it is when you get to the next level. That's their size, so kind of disagree with you, David. I think uh, – he is a solid point guard, and that's why they put him there. I mean, he averaged nearly 11 a game points-wise, over 10.5 rebounds a game, nearly five blocks a game, uh, just over four assists a game, and, you know, a steal per game, and choose 57% from the field. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's why he was EPAC Player of the Year. Yeah, and obviously he's had to play point guard due to the change in the roster, but um, I think in some ways – it's benefited Spring Mills to have him leading their offense because I think he does a really good job of making the right decision. Uh, and, and he doesn't play necessarily for himself. I think sometimes he can be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end, uh, but he does play for his teammates around him. Uh, and that's another thing with Spring Mills that's always a key. I think if they can stay out of foul trouble tonight, that would be really important because obviously they don't use their bench too much. So Yeah. All right, let's move on to the other game tonight. Once again, we'll have the Spring Mills-Hedgesville game on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, talk rated WRNR tonight, the pregame coverage at 6.30. Tip-off set for 7. It's a Section 1 championship. We'll move now over to the Section 2 championship, Musselman 
the number two team in Section 2 at number one, Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson, obviously, we talked about this all year, not the team we saw last year, but still is having a heck of a season. And when these two teams last met, it was a 31-point victory on the road for Jefferson at Musselman in what was just kind of a complete takeover. And it was kind of the same way at home uh, back on January 10th, an 86-54 victory. So both games against these two teams have been dominated by Jefferson this season. And honestly, I expect no less tonight. Yeah, Musselman really doesn't have the shooting to match up with Jefferson, but they could potentially make it closer um, if they change and look at really at the Hedgesville style and, and what the Eagles were able to do to knock off Jefferson twice this year. Somehow, some way, you got to try to shorten the game and keep Jefferson, you know, in the fifties, and then Musselman would have a chance to at least make it close. Yeah. Um, now that's easier said than done. You have to have. You know, good ball handling, break that pressure, and and hope also that when Jefferson has its possessions that it's not knocking down every three-pointer like we saw when they played at Musselman and Jaden Gladney had that great game. How many threes was it, 15? As a team, they hit 18, 18? that night. Okay. So, I mean, that's going to be tough to repeat, but you got to try to really shorten their possessions and have long possessions on your end and try to shorten the game and that would be the best chance for Musselman tonight, but I would expect Jefferson to still win either way, Uh, but maybe Musselman can make it a little bit closer. Yeah, Musselman will try to do that up-tempo against Jefferson to try to match their power, and whenever you do that, it fails. You have to slow the game down if you want to be able to compete with Jefferson, play that defensive intensity that we know Musselman has, but offensively, you have to slow the game down. Use your offensive possessions, honestly, to catch your breath a little bit after trying to play defense against Jefferson because of how fast-paced they want to go. And it's a pick-your-poison, too, against them. That's what makes them so tough as well is do you try to guard Jenkins and Gladney on the outside and limit the three-pointers because they went out and made 18 against you? Or... Do you try to guard down low, make that your emphasis to try try and stop the Shively brothers? It's tough each night because you never know which one's going to be on, or even sometimes both of those two options are on, and they're just unstoppable. End of story. You, you can't stop can't, them. You can't let Jaden Gladney get wide-open threes like he was getting the other night. I mean, I think he's the best shooter, at least around here, maybe the best shooter in the state, and he was just getting so many wide-open looks. But how do you match them? Because you don't match up great with this team. You know, you mentioned guarding the perimeter or guarding the post. Well, Jefferson or Musselman probably has the height or does have the height advantage tonight. So they should be okay in limiting second chance opportunities. But even that wasn't really there in their favor the other night when we had that game. So there also wasn't I mean, maybe that many you, second chance opportunities because Jefferson was just making everything. That's true, but even when they weren't, they were getting their offensive rebounds quite a bit with Will Shively if I'm or Wyatt Shively if I'm remembering yeah. correctly. So I think, um, I think you might even throw in a wrinkle out there and use a guy like Baden Hartman just to match athleticism when that's it comes a good to point. Gladney. Or I mean, he's not going to give you the offense that you need necessarily, but you just need somebody to be physical with those guards and, and try to prevent them from getting as many Make touches. Make them uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, which maybe Hartman could do that for you. I don't know. But 
just something if it gets to the point where you know Gladney and Jenkins are just getting open way too easily maybe you go into your bench and use a guy like that well I did get some clarification the other day looking some stuff up so all four of these teams making it to the regional championships mm-hmm. set for next Wednesday uh, but what I did figure out is how the state tournament is seeded. I was looking this up the other day. So after tonight's games, you get uh, the co- sometime between now and Wednesday, the coaches vote, and then they seed 1-16, to 16, and then they just take out the losers that don't make it to Charleston, and then they get it down to 8. So then you have 1-8. through eight. So it's voted after the sectional championships before the regional championships that is how the uh they get out so quick after the game okay so okay. the other night you had texted me or i told you i was like oh yeah they have the the regional ranking or the state championship seating right. or state tournament seatings out and you're like that's fast and i was like i did some digging and that's what i found out so nice good job um all 14 or yeah all four of these teams will compete on wednesday just figure out who will host after tonight's games both games set for 7 p.m we'll update you as best as we can during the jefferson or of the jefferson musselman game during the spring mills hedgesville game uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on the other side of this break. We'll talk uh, WVU basketball, their home finale, or their season finale tomorrow as they take on number 11, Kansas State. Uh, plus, uh, we'll talk a little uh, Marshall Hoops. They're both, both men's and women's are in the conference tournament. Talk about that, plus big games this weekend in college basketball as things get down to the nitty-gritty. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car de- dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. We've got some updated artwork we need to uh, figure out and some voices we need to put on here. As uh, it only took a little while, but... Uh, took two years for Colin to earn yeah, the Not two years. Money. It took like a year and, a half? and three two months. Years. I think it was like October, November of our first year we said, Colin, come on every day. Yeah. As much as you wanted to. Uh, we'll figure that out in the next couple of weeks. Finally found uh, the initial cover artwork for our podcast. I forgot where I had it. Found it yesterday. As uh, we start to make uh, start to make plans for baseball season. Uh, we'll get that ready to go here over the next few days. Probably next week you'll see our baseball broadcast schedule and softball broadcast schedule for EPAC posted on the facebook with nice graphic we'll show it on the show as well uh and we'll get starting to talk to some baseball coaches here soon as 15th is opening day yeah under two weeks we're under two weeks here but uh now it's time to talk some mountaineer hoops you can tune into mountaineers tomorrow on talk rated wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 it all begins at 1 p.m tomorrow with the pregame coverage from the mountaineer sports network and 2 p.m is the tip-off between West Virginia at home against number 11, Kansas State. Uh, Colin, before we get your take, let's hear Tony Caridi's take on today's Mountaineer Report. Without question, the surprise team in the Big 12 Men's Basketball Conference this season is West Virginia's next opponent, Kansas State. Go back to early this season when the preseason poll came out and K-State was picked to finish dead last, as in 10 out of 10. But instead, Kansas State and their head coach, Jerome Tang, have rolled to victories and they can be considered one of the contenders for next week's Big 12 Conference Championship Tournament in Kansas City. But before that, they do have a date tomorrow afternoon here in Morgantown. It's West Virginia and Kansas State. It will be 63 days since these two teams last played. First meeting, New Year's Eve in Manhattan, and the Wildcats in overtime prevail over West Virginia 82-76. to It's easy to do the autopsy on that game if you're West Virginia. The two biggest problems, free throw shooting and turnovers. West Virginia took 38 free throws and missed 18. And when it came to turnovers, West Virginia gave the ball away 20 times, which Kansas State used to score 22 of its points. But much has changed on both sides for these two teams as they get ready for tomorrow's meeting. One thing that hasn't changed, both Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel are the engine that meant State. Johnson, the Florida transfer, averaging 18 points and 7 rebounds, and Noel averaging 17 points and a mind-boggling 230 assists on the season. Should be fun. West Virginia and Kansas State will join you tomorrow here on MSN. That is today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thank you, Tony. Again, you can tune into that tomorrow on Talk Rated WRNR, 2 p.m. tip-off, 1 p.m. pregame coverage. Calling your take on this one as, uh, you know, some people, the odds makers say, or not necessarily the odds makers, the uh, prognosticators say West Virginia's already in. 
But uh, this would be a big win for them to knock off a surprise team this year and maybe uh, knock them out of contention. It's not going to knock them out of contention. They're safe. Kansas State is nowhere close to the bubble. WVU is on the bubble. I think a win might guarantee them that they're in. I mean, it's the 11th team in the country. If you can beat them, I think you're sitting pretty safe, even if you do unfortunately lose in the first round of the Big 12 tournament, which obviously I don't want to happen being a WVU fan. But Kansas State, you were so close last time on New Year's Eve in overtime, falling 82 76 and as you heard tony say if they limit the turnovers which is the same thing i've been preaching all year long you got to stay at the average of 12 turnovers if not less obviously and make your free throws which is something that unfortunately for wvu teams they don't always do but if you can do that have the crowd behind you it's going to be a packed house against k-state on senior day so the emotions there too you can get this win it is possible i believe in them i think they do it it's another close one, I feel like, and that's what you want, honestly, in these games is close games to better yourself coming down the stretch because that's what's going to happen if you want to make March. It's not going to be blowout games for these Mountaineers. You're not playing teams that you're going to blow out anymore. It's close, hard-fought wins. I, I definitely think that WV needs to find a way to win this game because a loss and a loss in the first round would – they really, really probably put you out, yeah. So, um, I think you need this one against K State. It, it would be, it'd probably put you in, no matter what you do in the Big Twelve tournament. A loss, then you need a little bit of a run, I think, in the tournament uh, to guarantee it at least. Um, but as of right now, you know the Mountaineers are in the tournament. Um, but as we know too, and we've noted before, um, any team that you know, goes on some sort of run where there's going to be some sort of upset in a tournament, especially in a league that gets more than one spot, could push WVU out because of an automatic bid getting in that wasn't supposed to. So that's the thing about being on the bubble, and that's why you really want to get this win here tonight or this weekend and then kind of eliminate any sort of bubble conversation because then you're in and and you don't have to worry about uh, what happens in the other conference tournaments if you were to not obviously win the Big 12, which probably won't happen, but you never know, too. And if WVU goes on to win the Big 12, then then they're definitely in. But yeah. that's going to be very tough to do, obviously. Very tough to do here as, uh, again, we'll have all those games. We'll get you all the games for the tournament as well. Uh, we'll have those for you. Obviously, no time set for the first-round game yet. Uh, we'll figure out tomorrow evening probably kind of what the what the situation is. Maybe Sunday at the latest, what kind of the the tournament conference tournament situation is for the Mountaineers. But other big games happening tomorrow: uh, number two Alabama at number twenty four Texas A and M uh, for a big big uh, SEC game. Yeah, definitely big in the SEC. I mean, Alabama's kind of already solidified what they're going to be this year which is probably number one seed but i definitely have had my uh doubts about the crimson tide at times this season so we'll see how things play out come march yeah big big 12 game tomorrow or a lot of big big 12 games tomorrow they're always big it's the best conference yeah. in america don't you listen that's true uh espn 2 at noon iowa state that uh west virginia beat this past week at number seven baylor uh, that'd be a big game if Iowa State could take that game. 
Uh, unranked Seton Hall at number 20, Providence. St. John's at number 6, Marquette. Uh, number 12, Tennessee at unranked Auburn. Um, what else big games here? Missed, I think, the biggest. Number 3, Kansas at number 9, Texas. We haven't gotten there yet. No, we've missed the biggest one. Duke, North Carolina. We haven't They're gotten there ranked. yet. Look, doesn't matter. I'm going down the, the time game. of the day, Colin. Uh, you got number 12, Tennessee at unranked Auburn. UAB, Charlotte. Uh, number 23, Kentucky at unranked Arkansas. Arkansas, a 19-win team. I think with a big win over Kentucky could get into the tournament and uh, in their conference tournament as well. TCU, the 22nd team against Oklahoma. You mentioned it, Colin, 4 p.m. on ESPN. Number three, Kansas at number nine, Texas. A big uh, game in the ACC tomorrow night. That's not Duke, North Carolina. Although that is, you know, a big game in the college basketball landscape. Maybe not this year necessarily. Uh, but the big game, number 25, Pitt at number 16, Miami. Uh, I think we'd all agree that's a big game. Yeah, I Pitt's uh, battling for the top spot in the ACC. They have it right now tied with uh, Miami and Virginia. So, yeah, that's a bigger game, honestly, than Duke-UNC, even though Eh. that's Duke-UNC. Is it, though? For the implications, yes. Is it Maybe the game itself? Yes. Then it's not bigger because North Carolina needs a win to help them for their tournament. This one makes you the best team in the ACC. That doesn't matter. It's a regular season champ. Regular season champ doesn't mean anything. Get you some buys. So, Duke All UNC right. is bigger. All right, more people final... are going to tune into Duke UNC. I don't disagree with that, but that's <laughs> because it's bigger. the names. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bigger implicated game. It is though, because like I said, North Carolina needs the win to help them their resume. All right. So it is bigger. One more game. Uh, we'll actually have that here from Westwood One's coverage of college basketball tomorrow night. Uh, 9.45 pregame tip-off set for 10. Number 8, Arizona, 25-5 and five at number 4, UCLA, 26-4. and four. That's a big game out west in, in the Pac-12, uh, which you can hear on Talk Rated WRNR, guys. Thoughts on just the big day of college basketball tomorrow? March is here. March is Time here. Time for madness. Uh, let's talk... Uh, some Marshall basketball there in the tournament right now Let's in the not, conference but say tournament. We did. Hey, I was going to talk about uh, Marshall women's basketball and uh, Abby Beeman this year. They should be playing right now. They are playing right now. They are down thirteen to five to uh, James Madison, the number one team in the conference rankings here. But you know, look at this year: thirty games for Beeman, at first time in Division One basketball. She leads the team in minutes, averaging thirty-five point six. She she shot forty, or shooting forty point one percent from the field, thirty percent from beyond the arc, uh, solid eighty-two point two percent from the field or from the excuse me the charity stripe, and she leads the team in rebounds with one hundred and sixty or one hundred eighty-six. Excuse me. Uh, that's 6.2 a game for a player of her stature. is pretty amazing. Yeah, shame on my Mountaineers for not getting her. <laughs> Good job for Marshall. She I also mean, leads the team in assists with 162. She's a great player. We knew this. So that shows at the D1 level, which is where she belonged. So good job for her. And, yes, I pick on Marshall, but for her sake, I hope they get the win today against JMU. It's 13-8 now because guess what? Abby Beeman just nailed a three. There we go. That's what she <laughs> so does. Talk about her, and she scores a three in the game. Uh, men's side, they're in action tomorrow to start the tournament against Texas State. Texas State had a big upset of ODU yesterday. Uh, 
held ODU to a season low 36 points, but uh, Thundering Herd men's team has a path to potentially win the conference tournament. Yeah, definitely. They're in the mix. I mean, it's a tough conference. Uh, they're you know among the top three teams, but obviously uh, have kind of battled throughout the Sun Belt, and, and only one of those teams is going to get a bid into the NCAA tournament, which is always why, you know, obviously the big time college basketball is is the better brand and, and gets the bigger attention. But I do find mid major college basketball to to be quite intriguing because of the fact that you only have one team that's going to get in for most of these conferences. So I think the uh, the tournaments mean a little bit more and, and tend to be a little bit more exciting uh, for Marshall. It is good that Texas State beat ODU because ODU beat Marshall to end the regular season. So uh, Marshall does have a win over Texas State, but for some reason I feel like the herd are going to break our hearts and, and fall in, in this tournament in the first round for them. Do you I just really have think a feeling, so? Yeah, I just feel like that's what they would do. They struggled on the road this year. I mean, I hope that they can go on a run and win the Sun Belt. That'd be cool to see, but I just – I feel like they're just going to fall for some reason. They will be in a postseason tournament, though, I believe. I believe Probably. they've declared they're going to go to some kind of postseason tournament this well, year. I know. I was looking at NIT bracketology, and it's not They'll go to the CIT. Marshall. Well, yeah, because they probably listed Southern Miss. Yeah. They'll go to the CIT. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Or CBI. CBI? Yeah. There's too many tournaments. There is. Too many to keep track of. All well, right. I mean, if Kinsey still needs points, then they'll keep playing Yeah. like they did for John. Yeah. All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by our senior's home store, not just supply. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk NFL Combine and I guess some Tyson and Travis Bajant. On the other side of this two minute break, you're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do is call 
us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case and we're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. That's what we mean by treating you like family. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. We're going to have a problem here, right? Why? It's a joke. It's from the song. We're going to have a problem here. That is so funny, Spencer. Uh, Tyson Bajan at the Combine. We'll, we'll talk what that means. <laughs> Nick over there. Spencer like that. Yeah, come on. Why are you going to do me like that? I'll Nick? defend him for once. All right. But uh, none other than Travis Bajan, Tyson Bajan's dad, decided to take it upon himself while uh, Tyson was finishing finishing medicals, I guess, uh, to as they were waiting for his presser to start as his podium time. Uh Travis decided to go up there and start speaking, and uh, Dylan, or excuse me, Andrew Wilbar, Dylan Bishop sent it to us, but Andrew Wilbar, a Steelers reporter, uh, Colin, do you know what he writes for? Uh, no. Uh, for BT Steel Curtain, he's an NFL draft writer as well. Uh, he tweets a video of Travis Bajan at the podium, and let's hear it. I did, yeah, and I was super inappropriate with the places that I was hanging out, even though I wasn't supposed to be there. Once your son has taken number one overall, what are you going to be eating at that party? Uh, whatever I want, if he's number one overall, baby. I've been talking to the Bears a lot. I think it's, it's probably going to happen. I thought you said you were to be up here. Appreciate you. How would do you like it if you're something? You guys got a question there, sir? You keep eyeballing me like y'all got something going on. We're just listening. You don't. You might not. You might not believe it. It's the. It's the. It's the real deal. How would you like it if your son was drafted by the Steelers? I love Pittsburgh. No problem. So yeah, trust me. We can. I'm okay with the. Um, uh, with the. What's the Ottawa team in Canada? Rough Riders. I'm cool with the Rough Riders. So imagine how I would feel if it was the Steelers. Yes, ma'am. Can I help you? And those were two clips there that were tweeted again by Andrew Wilbar. Uh, but he's enjoying himself out there, Travis is, as we all expected. Found his way, found his way to do something. He takes over. That's his style. But tomorrow is the quarterback's time uh, to show themselves at the scouting combine. I'm going to throw a kind of a question off the cuff for you guys. What do you think Tyson Bajan has to prove tomorrow does he have anything to prove or is anything that he does here just icing on his cake well he definitely has stuff to prove i mean this is tyson bajan's on a national scene uh so he needs to you know go out there and throw the ball well if he were to go out there and not then it could hurt his draft stock so um obviously though you know depends on the organization too uh, I saw a can- quote from Dan Campbell that said, you know, you're grading the guys off the tape, not what they do out here in pajamas is what he called it. So, I mean, that is true. Uh, obviously, your tape speaks bigger for you, but I think when you're a D2 player that hasn't been in front of all these coaches and scouts necessarily at the same time, uh, then there is an extra pressure to go out there and look good and look like you belong. And I think he'll do that. I don't think... Uh, Tyson will look bad in uh, throwing in pajamas, like they say, because, I mean, he's a good thrower of the football, so he he should do fine. But uh, it is important for him to go out there and obviously look good. Uh, 
throwing the football, which will be the most important thing that he does tomorrow. All those other drills, I don't know how much they'll matter for a quarterback, especially a guy that's more of a pocket passer. I mean, he wants to run, you know, a decent 40 time and everything, but, um, you know, the other things that the quarterbacks do, I mean, his measurable should be relatively average, I would think. So uh, it doesn't have too much to worry about there, and, and you can't really change that at the end of the day. So, um, Looking forward to seeing how he throws the ball tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's big for him because it's the NFL Combine, and he's a D2 guy. Yes, I agree with Nick that teams are going to be looking at your film more than they're looking at the Combine. But for him, it might be a little bit bigger than the other guys because when you look at the film, he's going up against D2 guys. Does that cause any issues with scouts and coaches but Looking as we at know, at the combine, you're throwing against nobody because the guy's wide open. So you're just and throwing. You still might see some drills, I think, where they put corners out there. I'm not uh, 100% sure. I don't believe so, no. I think it's all just can't throwing remember. routes and different okay. types of passes. So That's why it, it is kind of overhyped by the media and such. But I, I, like I said, if he were to go out there and look really bad, obviously, and look like he doesn't belong, then that would hurt his draft stock. Yeah. I don't think he'll do that, though. I would agree with what you guys are saying here. I want to get uh, Gerald's opinion. I mean, he's a former teammate of Tyson Bajan. You've seen him at practice. You you did once sack him at practice, I believe. That's correct, right? And you got yelled at for that? Yeah. <laughs> what is your thoughts on, you know, what the scouting combine could mean to Tyson as his former teammate? Um, I think Tyson will do good. He does great against, you know, competition. Um the the bowl game that he was in, he did pretty good except for the interception, but he still looked nice out there. Um, as far as the running goes, I've raced Tyson a few times. Tyson's not slow. He's he, he's pretty fast. He's not the fastest quarterback, but he can run the ball. And he makes good decisions as well. So I think he'll be perfectly fine throwing against nobody. No defense out there. It's just for the looks, just for the media, like y'all said. He'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with exactly what you guys are saying here. And uh, how about uh, let's wrap this segment up here. When we get back, uh, we'll talk. I think it's 40 will be. Ooh. I'll tell you this for you. He'll run up. Great. Let me tell you. What do you think? He'll run he'll run between a four eight and low fives. I'll tell you that right now. I would he's, say he's four seven to five two. Yeah, four seven to five two. I'll say that. That sounds like a fives. good range. Would you guys agree that sounds like a good say, range? I think he's better than the four sixes, but I'll, I'll go four seven. Yeah, I think four six like four, five seven, to five. Yeah. yeah. All right. Four seven seven. Tyson Bajan official tie. I like that right. There. All right, uh, we're gonna four, roll seven, back one. the tape on Monday. See how close you were on that. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. The Wizards get a big win last night. We'll talk about that. They've got another game. To, they've got two games this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that plus. Capitals uh, maybe staying pat the rest of the deadline here at 3 p.m., about two hours left in the NHL trade deadline. They were supposed to trade Garner Sherry. Is that going to happen? Plus, uh, we'll get our takes on what the trade deadline's meant for them so far. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Are you a local business here in the Eastern Panhandle trying to expand your customer base? Well, you've come to the right place because us here at Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 have many options for you. Our two daily shows garner two different audiences. From 8 to 10 a.m., it's the Eastern Panhandle Talk with Rob Mario. And from 12 to 1, it's the Sports Mix with Spencer, Nick, and Colin. In the evenings, we'll cover Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference sports as well as Shepherd sports. And on the weekends, we cover local events as well. Call us at 304-263-6586 to learn more about how our advertising packages can make your businesses boom. And tell them Spencer sent you. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 12 seconds, shot clock. Kuzma spins, drives left the lane, hands off the Porzingis. Hash mark left wing for three. It's there! Oh, it's there! Kuzma to KP, and that might be the closing shot. And that was the closing shot. The Wizards get the 119-108 victory. That score made it 114-101. Kuzma to Porzingis for three Wizards. They get the win again, as I said, 119-108. They've moved into a share of ninth place in the East uh, with a win over the Raptors last night. Now 30-32, while Toronto falls to 31-33. Washington is now just one game behind eighth-place Atlanta. They play a game tomorrow night at home against Toronto. That's a 5 p.m. game. We'll have that for you with a 4.45 pregame show. Then they'll play Sunday as well against the Bucks. I want to say that's at home. And that is that a 7 p.m. game? Colin, remember we are going to go to that game. Which game? The yeah, Bucks they game. play the Bucks. The Bucks at, um, game. Bucks I think seven. it's a seven or an eight. Yeah. Sorry, the one that I still had in my head. Seven thirty. First, which was okay. So right in the middle, which is yeah. five p.m. Uh, Kyle Kuzma had the first ten points of the game on his widow game. I had thirty points. Porzingis scored. He just came back after missing two games with knee soreness. Wizards assisted thirty of the forty-three field goals. DeLon Wright had a team high eleven assists. And then once again, as I said, Raptors whiz again tomorrow, 5 p.m., 445 pregame right here on Talk Radio WRNR. Thanks to Dave Johnson, Wizards Radio Network, for that highlight. Nick, your thoughts on these uh, two win-in-a-row Wizards now? Hopefully they can make it three so they and can four. 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully they win out, right? Uh, but um, for the Wizards, you look at their positioning right now in the East. You mentioned just a half game back of the uh, number eight spot. or Actually, they're tied with Toronto right now in games back total. But uh, what I was going to say is the Hawks made a coaching change recently. Nate McMillan was fired. Yeah. They went to Quinn Snyder, so... Um, We'll see how that fixes things in Atlanta or if it doesn't fix things. But, you know, Washington's definitely in the race there for that eight spot. Miami's probably going to end up catching Brooklyn for the six. So it will probably end up being Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto, and Washington in some capacity unless, of course, the Chicago Bulls get in there, um, which they're not too far back, and even the Pacers aren't either. So it's a jam-packed Eastern Conference for those play-in games. But... That's how I think it, it plays out as we see Miami in there over Brooklyn and uh, those teams kind of battle it for the last couple of spots, which I think could go to Washington and Atlanta or Washington or Brooklyn and Atlanta. I think those would be the most likely teams. I don't see Toronto getting in. I think uh, tomorrow the Wizards get the win again against the Toronto Raptors. And then Sunday might be interesting. Could they be the ones to end the winning streak of Milwaukee, and I know you're probably like Colin, no. you're crazy, but both teams are playing back to back. Doesn't matter. The night before at eight thirty, Milwaukee has to play Philly and then travel to DC. That's not a long to play trip. at seven thirty. That is not a less long than twenty four hours, yeah, and you have to go from Milwaukee to DC. It's it, not. A, it's not a bad point, but they get to play the Wizards. <laughs> so, and even if they do end the winning streak, right? I mean, the Bucks. I want are, them to win the streak. Obviously, being a Celtics fan, yeah, it's a crazy streak there. But even if they do end it, I mean, the Bucks are going to beat the Wizards in four games if they were to meet meet up in the playoffs. So. I want them to meet Boston in the playoffs so we can go. Could yeah, yeah. Tickets yeah. will be very expensive. Probably won't. We be got able the to, hook up. Eh, even maybe not playoffs, for the postseason. Yeah. I don't know. We could get. Doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Worst they can do is say no, and we just pay. Yep. But I mean, Wizards guy can make it through the play-in first. That's true. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have, but it's a whole another story. All right. uh, NHL trade deadline, 3 p.m. today. It looks like into the Penguins. Oh, stop! 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 Right there. Uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk won't be moved at the deadline. Connor Sherry still could be calling. Uh, but, uh, you know, so far, I, I think Brian McClellan's made some pretty good moves. I mean, they got the first that they had, then they got back, or they traded back. But, I mean, they've got the, the younger defensemen, two, two third-rounders, two third-rounders, and I believe a fourth-rounder as well. I, I think the moves they have made are going to help them yes. in the years to come. Uh, but how far ahead is that to come, I don't know. But I think these were some good moves that – you know, if you're folding, if you're doing the right thing, if you're not trying to play out a season in which you have a lower chance to make the playoffs with the players that are going to leave at the end of the year. Yeah, you got to build sign. for the future now if you want to remain a top dog in the NHL. The biggest dog. question is, though, the window that you're looking at now for the future, does it still have Ovechkin in the picture? I think it does for the next three or four years. I think the bigger problem is the fact that your core in Backstrom, Oshie, and Ovechkin are all 35 or older. Yes. And then John Carlson's not too far behind and at he's 33. Hurt. Yeah. He'll be out for probably the rest of the season almost. Yeah. 
So, you're old. That's why they are. The penguins are the exact same way, younger. though. I mean, I'm it's not just, a Penguins fan. No, but I'm saying like they're both of those teams are kind of at the same point. They were young, 2005 to 2012, 13, 14, and then they got really older. Uh, that is how age works. Yes, yeah. as time goes on, you do get older. Scoring update: Looks like Marshall down 29-18. Abby Beeman seven points, four rebounds, and an assist in the game. Three for six from the field. So, do pretty good for herself, but not so good for the herd. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll have Section One Championship action on boys hoops tonight, 6:30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off between Number One Spring Mills, Number Two Hedgesville. Tomorrow we'll have Mountaineer hoops on the radio, 2 p.m. tip-off. We'll have Wizards on at 5 p.m. and then uh, Westwood One's covered at College Hoops at 9:45 p.m. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for Colin Nick. I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you Monday. The Martinsburg Bulldogs play here only on Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg.